The Your Safe Space podcast is recorded on Wurundjeri land. This podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Welcome to Your Safe Space, the podcast. I'm your host, Adele Marie, and this podcast is here for you. It is a safe space for us to catch up each week to discuss anything and everything. And on today's show, we are bringing you another Ask Me Anything on air. Guys, thank you so much for coming back and joining me. This episode will be dropping in your ears a few days before New Year's Eve. So I just wanted to pop a note in here to say, firstly, it's okay if you don't have any plans. I'm pretty sure... I haven't had New Year's plans maybe for the last two or three years. Yeah, I probably will be at home, (laughs) maybe watching the local fireworks that the locals put on, which I think is illegal, but I will probably be in bed by like five past 12, right? I don't have any plans. It's okay if you didn't get invited anywhere. It's okay if you aren't doing anything. It's totally fine. It's just another day. I know that there's a lot of hype around New Year's Eve and it can feel very isolating if you're not doing anything. It's totally fine. We can spend it at home together. I might do a TikTok live like I did last year. So yeah, I just wanted to say it's another day. Just keep that in mind. Obviously, I also want to say Happy New Year's to you guys. I hope that you've had a good 2022 and I hope that you have a safe entry into 2023. Be safe this weekend or on New Year's Eve whatever it is that you're doing. If you do have plans, especially if you do have plans, please be safe on the roads. Please be safe, especially if you're out partying and drinking. Don't do anything silly. I want you all happy and healthy heading into 2023. And I will say, if you enjoy any kind of end of year prompts, journaling, things like that, go back and check out episode number 21. It's the end of the 2022 era because that has some more stuff in there about heading into the new year. This episode though is our light and fluffy one. It is a rapid fire AMA. And as always, I have to preface the conversation by saying this podcast is not a substitute for professional mental health support. So if you do need professional mental health support, please check the show notes or chat to your GP. We are going to jump right into the show, guys. I'm bringing you best friend, big sister, mentor energy today. And if you're watching, you're probably like, wait, you have had the same outfit on five times in a row. Well, guys, I've told you I'm pre-recording these episodes the week before the studio closes. And so this is a pre-recorded one. And I'll be back in your ears with fresh episodes from January 9th. So just keep that in mind. But we're going to dive straight in. So question one, I have started applying for new jobs. Do you have any job interview tips? I absolutely do. Firstly, congratulations. Applying for jobs can be so stress inducing and can be really scary and overwhelming, but it can also be a lot of fun. And I'm really proud of you for entering into that chapter and entering into that next step, especially if you've been wanting to leave your current role. I also feel like I can give good advice here because I've been on both ends of this. I've been through many job interviews myself, but I've also interviewed many people. And some of you might remember when I had quit my full-time job recently, my boss at the time was getting me to do a lot of job interviews and hiring of new staff. And so I feel like I've sat through enough interviews to know a good one from a bad one. And I've also had enough myself to know when I've given a good one and a bad one. And I haven't always been perfect at it. And I don't think I'm perfect at it. I do think practice makes perfect, but we'll get to that in a second. Here are my top tips for job interviews. Number one is nailing the basics. These go so far and I feel like some people might be too nervous on the day that they let these little things slip, but I'm talking about arriving on time. (laughs) 
Maybe it's even arriving a little bit earlier as well. That doesn't go afray. Afray? <laughs> that won't go astray. That's not going to harm anyone if you rock up a little bit earlier. I also really recommend knowing who is interviewing you, doing a bit of research on them. Chances are they may have LinkedIn. Chances are they've probably emailed you. You've got their name there. Do a little bit of stalking. Know the company as well. So look up the company, look up their values, look up their about them. Most companies these days have a website. There should be enough information out there that you're able to generate some kind of info that you can then go into your interview equipped and with that knowledge and on the front foot. I mentioned before, practice, 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 practice. I suggest this so often and I did this so much and I feel like that's what made me better at giving an interview because it is so important to make sure that you are practicing answering questions out loud, whether it's to yourself in the mirror or one thing that I used to do, and you guys are probably going to laugh at this, but it makes sense that I'm now a content creator. I used to put my phone, sorry, I was just scratching my eye. I used to put my phone there and I would video myself and I would answer the questions. I would talk to myself and I would say, what is it about this job that made you apply? And I would give the answer. And then I would watch the video back and I would see how I would be perceived by the interviewer. Maybe it's a bit psychotic. It worked because I feel like it made me a much more confident interviewee. But making sure that you practice, maybe you even want to practice to your partner, to your friend, to your siblings, to your parents. That might make you nervous too, but good. Sit in the nerves, sit in that energy, practice answering the questions. I then recommend looking up common interview questions. And I recommend going back and looking at the job ad. Because in the job ad, a lot of the time they'll have objectives or they'll have some guidance there for you that you'll be able to see, hey, I can work backwards from this. They're asking me, do I have experience in these areas? Can I come up with some examples and questions that I would ask myself in these areas? So if you can't find the questions, make them yourself. Have examples for your answers too. That's my other tip. I feel like, is that in this one? Yeah, I wrote it down. I was like, as if I forgot that. But sorry, guys, there's something in my eye one second. Sorry about that. You know when you have like an eyelash flicking in? (laughs) Anyway, we're good. We're here. We're done. So having an example for every answer is so important because I noticed this as well, especially with the round of people that I interviewed. There were some people who could answer the question and amazing if you can answer the question, you already get a tick. But the answers that stood out to me were the ones where they could back it up with an example where they could show that, yes, I've answered the question. I'm also demonstrating the skills, the capability and the experience because I did it this way this time. Being prepared and practicing those answers, practicing those examples, write them down if you have to. And on that, I also recommend writing down some questions that you can ask the interviewer because you definitely stand out if you're asking them questions. And again, through people that I interviewed, some of the best interviewees flipped the interview on its head. And it was almost like they were interviewing me or interviewing my boss and I. And so I personally like to ask questions about the workplace culture and about career progression and about how my boss would measure my my success or how my boss would tell me that I wasn't meeting my targets or that I wasn't meeting my standards. I was more interested in that. And obviously that was very applicable to a corporate job. It depends on what the role is, but you you can figure out what questions you can ask them. You can also Google, Google is your best friend. There's also lots of stuff on YouTube as well. You want to make sure that the question fits the role. Okay, so don't just steal my question if it is not relevant, right? And then the next tip is presentation is everything. And so I'm talking about making sure that you're dressed appropriately, whether it's in person or on Zoom, making sure that you look ready for the interview, making sure that when you meet the person, especially in person, you give them a firm handshake, making sure that your posture, your body language is also strong and confident. I'm also talking about talking as well. 
talking clearly, talking slowly, talking confidently. First impressions are so important. And I'll give you an example, right? First impressions are important. First impressions are so important. Which one sounded better? You want to talk with some oomph to you. (laughs) Talk clearly, slowly and confidently. And my last tip is obviously remember that, of course, you may want this job. Of course, you may be applying for it. Of course, it may be your dream job. But you need to make sure that this job is a good fit for you. And I see this quite a lot. And I even think I looked at some jobs like that where I held the job on such a pedestal. But you need to know that this job, that this employer is the right fit for you. You need to know that with the questions that you've asked that you are confident to actually work at this place. So I really like that to shift the mindset from thinking, oh, I'm being interviewed to, hey, I'm interviewing them too. The interview process is a two-way street and I feel like my mindset to it and the way that I approached it really shifted when I looked at it like that. And so I feel like if you can look at it like that, that can also take away some of the nerves as well. But I will say good luck again. I wish you all the best. I hope that you find a new job that you enjoy or that is more suited to your values. And I can't wait to hear about it. Come and share in the Facebook group when you get that job, all right? And then question number two, this one is a juicy one. How to stop myself catching feelings so fast? I struggle a lot with this. Guys, same. I used to be a big culprit of doing this. I used to be really bad, actually. I used to struggle. I used to fall head over heels instantly and probably a bit of self-awareness here, but I feel like I've maybe swung too far the other way now (laughs) where now I'm like, it really takes me a lot to like let my guard down and and let someone in and fall for somebody. Either way, I'm obviously going to give you some guidance because I feel like I used to think that like falling fast wasn't a bad thing. And sometimes I'm going to say, when you know, you know, I know there are are people out there in a relationship that are like, I knew straight away and I'm so happy for you, but I'm going to say that that's probably not always the rule. That's probably the exception to the rule. And I think in my own experience. And obviously that's one thing about these episodes. It's only me talking to myself. So it's harder for me to give you that discourse of differing opinions. But for me, when I've fallen fast, it's put me in a bad position because then I've been hurt or I've then built someone up, put them on a pedestal and it's hurt. It's hurt more. It's hurt deeper. And I didn't really know it then, but healthy relationships take time. Healthy relationships are a slow burn. It takes stages to grow and trust each other and build that intimacy and build that connection with the person. And I fully appreciate that now. I don't think I did. I think I was maybe a bit naive in my earlier years when I was dating, but I'm going to give you some tips. And I think these are handy if you are someone who can identify with this question or who resonates with it. My first tip is to take it slow. And this goes for everything. (laughs) The amount of contact that you have, the number of dates that you have. And I'm also talking about physical intimacy or sex. The reason I say this, I'm I'm just talking generally, spacing out the dates, also not texting them 24-7. You don't want them to fulfill every part of your day so quickly either. And I also said holding off on the physical intimacy or the sex. That doesn't apply to everybody, but if you are somebody who has sex with a person or who is intimate with a person and then feels like that forms a deeper connection or a deeper bond before your brain or your heart really has a chance to catch up, then perhaps maybe holding that off or giving it some space or giving it some time can be better for you and can actually help you in the long run. And guys, 
please know I'm never going to sit on here and say, don't, don't sleep with anybody. I am a huge advocate for sleeping with somebody when you want to sleep with them. There's another question in here about that as well. Have sex whenever you want. Just be aware of if you are somebody who has that happen when you do have sex, who has that emotional connection strengthen. And I'm going to put my hand up and I'm going to say that's me. And I've shared bits and pieces of my life, obviously on this podcast, on TikTok. I made kind of like a vow and maybe it's not even a vow. Maybe it's just a part of me that I keep very close to myself now. But after my last relationship, I just said to myself, like I was going to be intimate once I had an emotional connection with the person. Because for me, by sleeping with somebody or when I do sleep with somebody, I build that emotional connection a lot quicker than if there is the space for that. And there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes sex is just sex for some people. And I envy those people that can just have it and it just be sex. For me, there is that emotional connection that increases and it makes me feel a certain way, even if I'm not really there yet. It almost tricks my mind and it's like that lust or love feeling. You know what I'm talking about? It helps me. I definitely don't go down that rabbit hole of falling too quickly anymore. And I personally know what it's like. And that's why I mentioned that in this podcast. Obviously, do what feels right for you. Have sex when you want to have sex. But putting that space in between you both to give you and the other person a chance to get to know each other. And as I said, the same goes for the number of dates. Don't don't book two dates a week. Maybe just go on one date one, one week, the next date the week after. Don't be texting all day. Have the time to really get to know them. And that goes into tip number two, which is staying present. Don't let yourself put on rose-colored glasses or put this person on a pedestal. Stay in the moment. This is why I'm a huge fan of journaling. I'm a huge fan of journaling before the date, after the date. And I like to really ask myself these questions. How well do I really know them? You might spend 40 minutes on a date with them or an hour on a date with them. How well do you really know them after that? How do you know that they're so amazing? Sure, write down the good things, but maybe write down the things that aren't so good, that maybe gave you a bit of like the ick or maybe made you question a little bit about it. Instead of also thinking, do they like me? I want you to think, do I like them? Because I used to be obsessed with guys and thinking, and my focus would be, oh, I hope that they like me without me ever really thinking, wait a minute, do I actually like them? Do I actually like them? And I would say sometimes in your mind, you can get carried away. That is normal. That is common. That is something I used to do. But your journal can't do that. Your journal is very logical. Your journal is a safe space for you to let all of that stuff out. And your journal is a way for you to stay present in the moment without getting carried away and going down that rabbit hole as I spoke about. And then my last tip is to focus on you while dating. Have your own hobbies, have your own interests, have things to do, see your friends, go on other dates, do not put all your eggs in one basket. And I think I've given this analogy or metaphor, I don't know which one it is before, but your life is like a book. And in the chapters, in the pages, we've got many different things. We've got our friends, we've got our family, maybe we've got our partner, maybe we've got our job, maybe we've got our pets, we've got travel, we've got hobbies, we've got things we do for fun. You don't want all the pages of your book to be the person that you're dating. You want the pages of your book to have variety. You want the pages of your book to be able to be flipped and be changed. And the reason I say that is because you really don't want to go down that path of letting somebody have all the pages in your book. Because what happens if that person leaves one day? What happens if that person hurts you? Having a good sense of self, having a good sense of identity and practicing that, especially in the early stages of dating, can also help you stop falling so fast. But I'm going to say good luck to this listener. I hope that you are able to date and take it slow and do what you need to keep it slow. And I hope that you find your person and it moves at a healthy pace when you're ready. All right, question number three. Tips for girls wanting to start going to the gym and don't know where to start. Now, I had a little bit of hesitation about putting this in because I never want 
my content or this podcast to make you feel like you have to work out. And I can't sit here and say, oh, that's not a huge part of my life because it is. I lead a very active lifestyle and I have gone to the gym for a very long time and I've had a very interesting relationship with the gym, food, my weight, my body. And I will do a podcast episode on that at some point in 2023. But what I want you to ask yourself firstly is why do you want to do the gym? Please don't feel like you have to do it because I do it. I don't want you to think that. I always say the best physical activity that you can do for yourself is the one that you either A, enjoy or B, are interested in or C, have fun doing (laughs) because chances are if you enjoy it, you have fun while you're doing it or you're actually interested in it, you're more likely to stick to it and it's more likely to form a habit and you're more likely to continue to do it. So after that, if you're still wanting to do the gym, I do have some tips because your girl is a veteran, (laughs) veteran at the gym. Here is where I would start and here is kind of how I started. Looking up workouts online. So you can look up workouts on YouTube. There are so many out there. And I'll also say there are also so many paid workout apps that are really good value for their money. One of them that I can recommend and vouch for is Les Mills Plus. I actually did a campaign with them in... September or October. They have so many workouts on there. I think there's like over 5,000 workouts and you can actually set it to like beginner, advanced, etc. based on your fitness level. And I think chef's kiss, they're one to look out for. I'm also going to say I've seen the app move with us. It's by Rachel Dillon and I do like Rachel quite a bit. I admire her. I've actually followed her for a really long time. And if I was ever to leave my coach, and I'll talk about that in a second, I would probably go on the Move With Us app or the Les Mills Plus app because I feel like both of them, and I haven't checked out Move With Us, but one of my friends is on it. I feel like both of them are good value for their money and provide you with that support and that starting foundation, especially if you are a beginner in the gym. The next tip is to get a PT, a trainer or an online coach. Now I have had my my fair share of PTs. I think I've had three or four PTs. At the moment, I have a strength and conditioning coach. His name is Danny. Shout out to him. You can find him on Instagram. His at is at strengthology. And Danny is a powerlifting coach who I actually met when I lived in Sydney. He's been coaching me for quite some time. He does my program. I go to the gym. I fill it out. I send him videos. That's how it works. I pay him for that weekly. And to be honest, that just holds me accountable. I know what I'm doing in the gym, so I don't need that one-on-one time. But if you are new to the gym, booking in that one-on-one time, maybe one session a week could help you teach you the basics so that then you can go on and do the workout without them there with you all the time. I know having a PT with you in the gym can be quite expensive too. So that's why I prefer just online coaching where I don't have to have that, but also I know what to do. So I don't need to have that. But if you don't know what to do, you can get a PT to help as well. My next tip is to go with a friend. So I used to go to the gym with one of my friends back in the day. That was good motivation, but we were there for each other and it kind of lessened the anxiety of being in the gym not knowing what we were doing. I've also put signing up for classes. That's a great tip. They're guided. They will teach you how to move and how to do the things. And then I also put going at non-peak times. (laughs) Trust me, I am a morning person, but I would never be caught dead in the gym after like, I don't know what, 2 (laughs) p.m.? everyone finishes work everyone finishes school it's so packed that's too overwhelming for me and so I opt to not go at that time and that's why I go at non-peak time in the morning and some gyms also have separate workout areas as well so you could train there if that was something that you preferred and lastly I'll just leave you with this it is always really scary starting something new but if you have a genuine interest in it and you really want to try it try it 
it's okay to suck at something new. It's okay to suck at it. I promise nobody in the gym is looking at you, judging you. I've trained at many gyms in my lifetime and I've never really had anyone staring at me or make me feel uncomfortable. Nine times out of 10, it's me being paranoid thinking, oh my God, are they thinking about me? I promise you everyone in the gym is doing that about themselves and more worried about their own form, about their own exercises than what they are about you. But good luck on your gym journey. I started my gym journey when I was... 22, 21, and I'm 29 now. So it's been a long one and it's something that I genuinely enjoy. And that's why I always say, find the activity that you enjoy because you're more likely to stick to it. It doesn't have to be the gym. It could be literally anything else, running, Pilates, yoga, bouldering, (laughs) I don't know, walking even. It doesn't have to be the gym if you don't want it to be, but good luck. All right, and then tip number four, ending on a juicy one. I went too far physically with a guy that I like and in brackets, second date, I think I have given him the wrong idea. This actually goes back to older an older AMA question, I think in the first episode about wrong person, right time. If it is the right person, then there is no wrong time to sleep with them. No wrong time. You could sleep with them on the first date and it would be fine. You could sleep with them on the fifth date and it would still be fine. This question for me, the first thing I thought was like, oh shit, consent. Because you've said here, went too far physically with a guy I like. The fact that you've written went too far. Are you saying too far because you didn't really want to do that? That worries me a little bit because I just want you to know you and whoever else is listening, you can change your consent at any point. If you don't want things to advance in the bedroom you can change your consent at any point at any point I don't ever want you to feel pressure into doing something especially if you don't want to do it so just a reminder there I also on the other hand understand that sometimes you're in the heat of the moment and sometimes you really want to do it I get it what I will say is if you feel bothered by this if you genuinely feel bothered by the situation and it wasn't a consent thing maybe there may be a conflict of your values at play which I think is interesting because if it doesn't feel good to you maybe you went against your values or maybe you did something that didn't feel in line with your values and I think obviously treat yourself with kindness and compassion don't beat yourself up on it it's happened now you can learn from it if you didn't like doing that well then you can learn next time and know next time that's not what you would want to do because it didn't feel good I'll never come on here and tell you never to sleep with anyone I already said that in this episode I'm pretty sure the other thing I want to say if it did ruin things with this person with this guy then he's not the guy for you and I say that because I've had a few boyfriends in my life my most recent boyfriend the one from the TikTok healing I think I slept with him on like the third date the boyfriend before that he was a one-night stand (laughs) he that wasn't meant to that wasn't meant to last that wasn't meant to be a relationship slept with him the first night I met him same as the boyfriend that I had before I moved to Sydney one night stand wasn't meant to be anything more than that but again I was obviously destined to be in a relationship with these people. If it's the right person, then there's no wrong time for it. And I know plenty of people that I know that are either married to their one night stand or that slept with someone on the first date and they've gone on and are in a happy, secure relationship. Like I don't think sleeping with people early on really does anything unless it's the wrong person. And in that case, I'd say, well, fuck, it's a blessing. (laughs) Better to know now that this isn't the right person. And I think it's just a really important reminder to do things that are in line with your values know your consent at all times and know that if people are going to treat you differently after you sleep with them they're not the right person for you and I know that that can hurt and I know that you might want to make that about you but it's important to not make that about you because you sleeping with him didn't ruin your chances he obviously just didn't want anything serious and it was just a coincidence that maybe I don't and look you may not have even slept with him sorry I don't I 
said, I'm assuming that by I went too far physically, maybe it was sex, but it could have just even been a kiss. <laughs> anyway, I want to wrap this question by saying, know what you want to do. Know your consent. Don't feel bad about this. I'm sorry that this has happened to you and I'm sorry that you might feel bad. I don't think you could have given him the wrong idea. You're an adult. If you wanted to do it and you did it, it's done. If he's acted differently, let the trash take itself out. That's what I'm going to wrap on. (sighs) But guys, this episode will be out before New Year's. Happy New Year. So proud. I just need to say this of you all for getting through 2022. So, so proud. And I'm thankful, so incredibly thankful for your support this year. I say it all the time, but I am a one woman show. with the support of thousands of you behind me because I definitely could not have done this without you. I definitely could not have run this podcast without your support, without the downloads, without your feedback, without having you in my corner. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. You guys are fucking amazing. So grateful for you and I can't wait for us to take on 2023. Have a beautiful New Year's, guys. Be safe. Look after each other if you're going out. Look after your friends. Make make sure as well, just a reminder, obviously we're done with Christmas, but maybe just checking in on your single friends or people that you know may have had a hard year this year. Just let them know you're thinking of them and that you're proud of them for getting through the year. I love you guys. I will see you on January 9th for more live episodes. There's heaps of pre-recorded content coming out between now and then though. All right. I love you so much. I will see you soon. Oh, wait, (sighs) I forgot the most important part. Leave me a review on Spotify. Leave me, wait, leave me a rating on Spotify. Leave me a review on Apple. Come join us in the Facebook group. Come join us in the podcast Instagram. Just come join us everywhere. All right. I love you guys. I'm going to go. Bye. Bye guys. Happy New Year.